CFR Network, CFR News. Good day, good night all. Welcome back. Keeping the build most definitely very local. I got a sibling with me, CJ. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Please, please flesh that out. I wanted to do a little quick intro because you're doing so much now. Please elaborate and introduce yourself to the listeners and the siblings. Thank you for having me again. Uh, I think it was two, three years ago since I I don't even know now, probably three years almost mm. since I on. Um, I'm CJ Lloyd Webley. I'm a writer, theatre director, and also the founder of the Black Pounds Project. Um, the Black Pounds Project is an organisation which is helping to alleviate inequality within the, the black business world. And it's trying to enable black business owners to access opportunities and resources that are very hard to come by. And the way I've been able to do that, you know, really is through using my arts connections, um, through using my profile within that industry. And I think it's just brought a lot of kind of interest in it because like I say, it's not really my main, I wouldn't say it's my main job, you know, a lot of people set up initiatives and then it becomes their main kind of driving force. But for me, I've just been really interested in having those conversations and, and breaking down some barriers for fun because I think it's a fun thing to do. I've had to do it within you know the arts world and now I'm trying to do it in the business world but we'll dive into it there have been a lot of challenges uh in the three years since I have been doing it um but you know me I grew up uh in Erdington on a council estate didn't really have much access to resource you know my parents just wanted me to go down that kind of linear nine to five route but I just it just didn't feel right I've worked a lot of jobs don't get me wrong I've been trying I tried you know I went into teaching for a bit I did some office working claims for a while um, but I found myself sitting at the desk um, you know trying to write plays and movies so you know a lot of the time I was falling behind on what I was supposed to be doing and you know I didn't really like the idea of someone telling me you need to do this you need to do that there yeah. are there is a time and a place for that but for me when it's not something I'm passionate about it just didn't it just didn't chime with me you know so I had to make a way um I had to make a way out of it and the way I did that was actually through my writing first and foremost my business was going into schools and teaching kids creative writing and uh you know I was getting into quite a few schools in Birmingham because there's not really anyone looking like me going around teaching kids how to yes about writing telling them about the industry what's possible how to do it and you know it was going really well and then um covid happened and i ultimately couldn't get into any schools and anymore and i didn't really have you know the business acumen at the time or the people around me to kind of say right this is how you can get online this is how you can still maintain those relationships fortunately i landed a role at the birmingham rep theater which is the the only producing theater in the midlands um and I, I landed a commission to write a play for the main stage and this was just as we were coming out of COVID and then the reason the Black Pounds project came about was because the Black Lives Matter protests were right outside of the Birmingham Rep and so you know you got to think I'm sitting in there this is like one of my childhood dreams to have a play on the main stage in my city and then I look outside and I see people that were clearly struggling in the same way that I was with my business and I thought Surely I've got to be able to bridge the gap. Like I've got to be able to do something. You know, I don't have the, I don't, I, I wouldn't say I have, my profile's obviously grown, but at that point I didn't have the biggest profile, but I felt like I had enough, you know, access to spaces like this, 
you know, and resources. So I just felt like I needed to do something. And um, yeah, we started be part of the solution rather than just identifying a problem and just just like just homing in on a problem. I got a potential solution. And well, I, I I think at that point I didn't actually have a solution as such, but. I just saw that there were so many people out there from different cultures, ethnicities, you know, backgrounds saying the same thing, Black Lives Matter. But then I was like, but what does that really mean? Because there's the political movement, which is now, which people I don't even think really knew about at the time. Um, They were just like, there's an issue, let's try and help. And then it became a whole political, you know, um, tycoon, which we didn't even know. Um, And so, for me at the time it was like i want to you know encourage people that are out there the 5000 6000 people to drop a 2 pounds into a pot and let's invest that money back into the community um i quickly realized that there was a lot more work to be done in terms of mentorship and actually building the business owners up um you can give you can give a business owner 2000 pounds but you know at that time as well they're going to just spend it on, you know, bills and all kinds of madness. So that's when I came up with the idea to create a mentorship program. And, you know, there were a whole host of issues even doing that. People not turning up to the session, respecting people's time. I'm, that's, a, that's, an, that's a very important thing that, unfortunately, within our culture, people do not respect time. Mm-hmm. Um we can we can flesh that out and we can go across nations but let's stick within our culture it's like you're providing a potential uh you're being the conduit to to enable a business owner to really get some fundamentals in place which then will enable their business to grow mm. and they're kind of like yeah i like the opportunity i like and thanks for the opportunity thanks for the idea but i'm gonna go there at three o'clock rather than two o'clock because <laughs> you know i got things to do cj yeah. Yeah, and that was the issue, and and at the time I was, it was it was really frustrating because I I was building a real bank of of like mentors and resource, like people that are actually doing it. You know what I mean? Turning over one mil, two mil businesses, like where are you gonna get that kind of mentorship? Where are you gonna I'm gonna give you the literally the blueprint of what to avoid and what to? So we had this whole program had around fifty mentors that were coming delivering sessions um, every uh, bi-weekly and um, you know I just felt really bad ultimately because people were turning up like initially like the excitement the buzz of it and then you know as I was getting different mentors and different different uh, topics you know there's a guy uh, I had Peter Kamalafe he's um, now on he's a regular on Steph's Pack Lunch on ITV like he's a regular on there financial advisor and he was like giving dropping gems after gem and to three people turning up to this it's like that so I was like cool spoke to all the mentors brought them all together and I said look just 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 bear with us I think this is a real um this is a bit of a challenge and I think this is one of the issues that I didn't actually uh I wasn't aware of at the time like I think as you said people don't understand the value of time and they don't understand that actually we weren't a funded organization like the government had nothing yes than we've been doing mm-hmm. um, this was literally just me going around finding people who were interested like speaking to them 
knowing if they had a vested interest in helping because a lot of people are just just sick and tired of the complaining now you know we, we we've got the resource that and we can change there are things there are obviously things that are out of our control but the things that are in our control let's do our part yes so i just spoke to the mentors i said all right we're gonna we're gonna hold fire on that i spoke to my team and i said we're gonna have to put a charge to this um, and we're going to have to scout the serious the serious business owners, the ones that actually want to grow. Because don't get me wrong, out of the 15 people that were probably on the mentorship program, there were a consistent three or four. So yes. what you want to do as a project then is say, right, there's a consistent three or four here that are serious about that growth. If they can't make it, they're communicating with us, they're getting in touch, they understand like the value. So we have to focus on them. And the way you can the way we decided to um to to you know maneuver the project moving forward was that there has to be a five pound membership fee and anybody that pays that five pound a month um will get access to the mentorship and the resources that we have if you're not prepared to pay the five pound then you don't get the, you don't get it because cj uh, let me just add into that mm-hmm. financial levy for the services rendered sometimes perks people's ears up like oh it's not free because yeah. when it's free there's, yeah. they don't see they see the value potentially but they don't they underplay the value because it's free oh yeah. because it's free it's not gonna be any good yeah and there's a financial yeah. you know attachment to it oh okay this is serious let, let me let me have a look at this now and we kept it like we say we kept it nominal because we are we are here to help it's not actually about the money it's about the mindset behind it. Like your five pound is contributing to to all the resources that we have. It's contributing to us being it, enabling us to get you know different stores and pop up shops for you to exhibit your products, get feedback and stuff like that. So it's it's a nominal fee. It's supposed to be a nominal fee that's actually just saying right, I'm committed to supporting the the Black Pounds community, not just I just want to get some value and 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 jump out. Now, are you giving back? You know what I mean? You, so we have the five pound option and then we have um, our small business option, which is the 15 pound a month. Um, but that one is only accessible to people who have literally gone through the the entire mentorship program. So you can't just sign up and say, I want to be that. You know, you've got we've got to see that you're actually committed. Serious. Yeah, and serious um, first before we we allow our resource to, you know, you know, you got to kind of prove yourself, and so um, it's it's actually a lot more enjoyable now because we have a like we open a, we open the membership every three months. So you know, people are like all up on the waiting list. <laughs> as soon as it opens, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I gotta get in there. Because especially now they see the shop and all of that sort of thing that we do, the pop up shops. The, yes. Um, great. Was it the Great Western Arcade? Was that the first one? Yeah, so we had we, no. Well, the first marketplace we did. So we had the marketplace events where the vendors will exhibit their own products. So we find different venues for them. So we'll do it in the banks. Um, we've been doing it in in Santander. We received some investment from Lloyd's to open an open another shop, um, and NatWest as well. So we've been working with them. Um, so we have marketplaces so they can exhibit their products pretty much any time they want in in any of those banks or arts venues as well we've got a, a partnership with the rep as well so um when there's a show that's culturally relevant we'll say right 
know, bring bring your products because you'll have the, the clientele, the footfall that you're looking for. Yes. Um, and we want to do that, that sort of thing, you know, across the country. Um, but yeah, we have the the BPP store, which is the actual shop that we open up. And so the first one we opened up was in Great Western and that, that really did amazing. Um, and we were, we were trying to continue there, but then there was some politics like with the with the Great Western Arcade, you know, they basically pulled the rug from us. So that's why um, we ended up having to open up on Colmore Row, uh, which, yeah, Colmore Row on the, obviously that's the financial district of, of Birmingham. Good place to be, but I think... You're not going to get the same footfall that around the area. On that road, so... You know, it was it was a good opportunity to get some, you know, marketing done and get some photos of the shop and this, that and the other. But in terms of the footfall, Great Western or, or Ball Ring is ideally where we want to be. Uh, so, yeah, we've, like I say, we've done two of those now. With um, the way it works is essentially the, the business owners will pay a nominal fee um, just so we can get some volunteers in to basically man the shop. And the there'll be like it's almost like an exhibit of their products so we have like QR codes and stuff where customer can come in scan the QR code uh, see a little video of what the business owner is about and and really kind of get to know the people you behind them. immerse the, the clientele into the, the business proposition itself that's yeah it. that's it and so the whole process for me now um, I've realised that it's that storytelling aspect that people miss like that business storytelling um like what not just the why you started the business but what's the need for the customer to buy your products mm. not just why do they want the product it's like why do they need it do you know what i mean and that's where a lot of business owners we've found in the last three years we've worked with over two thousand business owners now in the last wow. yeah, in the last three years and what we found is they're all struggling with that business um brand story there's that you know you'll ask them tell me about why you to, you know tell me about your business and they'll say oh you know I, 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 um, my hair was really dry back in the day and I just needed something to to make it work and so I come up with this product and it you know I put it on the scalp and in two weeks my scalp was and I'm saying that's more of a personal you know um, story like yeah. that, hey, if you're on a panel and people ask you why you started the business cool use that but what as a as a customer what you want to be hearing is um you know i uh, having experience in having experience in you know uh, hair care products and beauty products customers were need in need of this product and therefore they came to me and i created it and this is the result of it do you know what i mean needs and wants that's it do you know what i mean so you, you you know the personal story is great for a time but really it's about honing in on the facts and figures the results and you know what the product can actually do for the customer and i think the more we start getting to that point the more successful our businesses will be so um and this is all feedback we've been getting from the customers anyway when they've been coming into the shop they want to know more about the products you know what i mean and and what they're all about so that's that's BPP in a nutshell. What you know, we've grown a lot, um, and like I say, the 
the reason I say that that storytelling thing is important is because I mentioned we got some investment from Lloyd's and literally that was there was a day where I was in the in the Great Western Arcade shop and just uh, literally someone from I think it's the regional manager from Lloyd's just came in I think they must have been talking about us for a while and um, essentially she was just like um, yeah tell me about tell me about the businesses that are in the shop X Y and Z and obviously I know every single one of the members so I was just like yeah this is this is um, this is Ruby she does you know photography she's been doing it for X amount of years she's from um, you know she's where's she from she's from the Philippines um, but she's come over here and she's you know really young and she's working amazing work you know we've got uh who else we got we got samantha she's got a shia coco brand so i know all the i know all the business owners so it's like a personal um relationship and community that we're really building it's not just about it's not just about their products it's about them like we're invested in helping them and seeing them grow i yes. think that was a unique selling point as far as i think lloyd's were concerned because like they know if they want to contact you know a, a group of business owners and you know actually you know I don't, I don't know how what the ulterior motive is in that sense but i think for them it was like there's a real community here and yeah. we we can benefit from that because there'll be like tangible results that we can gather you know from it because we can get the data and see how the businesses are doing mm. this investment whereas a lot of ventures um it's literally just about let's get the products in let's get the businesses in and you know let them do their thing and then bounce there's no real community being built you know we talk about black community but where where do you know where people are other than a church where are people investing a part of money in into a part of money that is then going towards the greater good of their own you know where you t- you tell me where that <laughs> it doesn't exist until you created the, the you know what I mean that's the blueprint though bro like that that is the blueprint and I think the the way you the only way you can do that is by building trust you know what I mean it's the only way because I genuinely believe if BPP was what I was doing full time and I had to put food on my table from BPP I can't come with the same like level of um, chilled, relaxed vibe. No, nah. I've got to put food on my table. It's pressure. You, you know what I mean. You need to pay your membership, man. Ah, it's another member. That's food on my table. Like, you know what I mean. You can't. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. It's got to be right. This is something that, like, I don't. I don't believe I will be necessarily. I might. I might be CEO, but I, I believe there will be someone else who is literally devoted to BPP full time and can really push it you know beyond where it is right now yeah um, because i believe it deserves that time i believe it's uh, a real should, movement that's being created it should be a national at some point this will let's 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 be cop overflowing this will be a national movement not a brom movement not just a west midlands not a midlands movement but this will be a national thing yeah yeah, because you've got, I mean, you've obviously got the, the Black Pound Day and I know they're doing their shops in, in London. And a lot of people always say to me, ah, oh, um, what do you think of that? That's similar to what you're doing, I'm saying. They're doing their thing. <laughs> like, I respect that. They're still, they're, they're helping. They're doing their thing. You know what I mean? That, but I believe that they had 
I think because of the limited company structure, it limits what you can actually do in terms of like the 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 fundraising, the 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 kind of speaking to power, speaking to government. It kind of limits, you know, the the potential for that. But I think in terms of raising awareness, um, obviously being in the capital, that's going to help. But I think because it's not it's not under that charitable structure i don't i don't know how they'll go about really building that that community kind of membership feel so i think it's kind of up to us to really you know if the, if they if if people want that black pound day to be like a solidified thing where you know first day of every month or whatever it is you know you, you do that that's cool but i still believe there needs to be the community aspect where people are actually contributing to towards each other's success because that's what the other communities do i've got remember i've got um all all ethnicities on my board so we have open candid conversations i'll speak to like asian members of my board and say right what do you guys do how are you doing that have you got all these chicken shops on that road you know what i mean these these are conversations that happen like how are you man opening dessert shops after dessert shops mm-hmm. how are you how do you own all the corner shops how do you own all own all the black hair shops in 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 Erdington and town like how are you doing that and it's i'm not and it's not even coming out of a place of disrespect like it's actually coming out of a place of admiration that mm-hmm. they're doing that like how have they got i was on a podcast and um a guy asked me isn't it? He basically asked me, "Isn't it racist, like, to have a Black Pants project?" Um, not. I don't think he said, "Is it racist?" But he was essentially like, uh, "You know, wouldn't people think that that might be racist or might be kind of like reverse discrimination?" Um, that, like, you know, the banks and stuff are all saying like Black business support and this, that, and the other, and kind of highlighting a particular group. One, we have to understand that the term black is actually a brand and like it encompasses a variety and a diverse eclectic movement of culture like it's not you like black just isn't just one (laughs) ethnicity (laughs) so so but then we've got to look at it on the flip side i said to him i said you've got a bbc asian network you've got an asian chamber of commerce you've got a chinatown but why when it comes to black people trying to do something for themselves you uplift their own people want to come and and you know have an issue with it it doesn't make any sense like but that's because there's a it's obviously the way the media portrays the things that we do yes um, and a lot of it is portrayed as a, as a, as a means not to uplift but it's out of us out of a place of like this has happened and therefore we need an issue that we need a a, a organization that addresses that you know, that's all we really get spoon-fed in the, in the media. You know, when was the last time you heard about Chinatown on the news? <laughs> you, you don't? You don't. Collective, <laughs> collective cooperation for the good of the community. But unfortunately, we're trying to piece back the yeah, community, yeah. which has been shattered. This is what people, like the, the example you made referenced the, the Asian community, etc., having the, the buying power as yeah. individual shops to come together as one mass and say, this is what we spend, 250000 every month. What are the best rates you're going to give to me? 
That's and it. then as as that conglomerate, they then can distribute that down, cut all of the prices in regard to their competition, and build yeah. what they have and what we can see. But because we have been fractured, we don't have that. We're, we're trying to rebuild that mindset where we had it historically. Yeah, that's it, bro. And that's a hundred percent nail on the head. And and of course, you, you're probably more learned than me in all of this, um, in in most of this stuff. But I believe for me it's it's like it's just it's quite simple to me mm. like there's people literally going to church from day dot putting 10 percent of their money into a pot to build a church but you wouldn't do the same for your actual business you, you wouldn't do that as a collective to to build a business because you're not being there's no like i don't know if i want to call it guilt but there's this like oh the bible says we have to put our 10 percent into the church and so we have to give our offering so we have to do that because that you know that makes me a better christian but actually when you then then you want to come out there and say ah you know we we ain't got enough money to to do what we need to do as a community and then you're blaming everyone else yeah that doesn't make any sense to me it really doesn't. It really doesn't. And if we were to go back and actually examine that ten percent, ten percent tithing, come on, sibling, like we examine that, they were not giving across gold coins or silver coins. They were giving crops to yeah. the temple to to then distribute out to the community, in essence, and to feed the people who propagate the temple. Wow. Like, come on. But they're, that's another they're, story. And they're ready if they're not ready for that one yet. We're gonna go <laughs> <laughs> we gotta that's what I was saying, man. We start with the five pound, we start with the five pound. Because even even the, I remember the initial fundraising campaign, um people were screwing up about two pounds. Like, oh, what what am I giving my two pound to? It's like I've written exactly what I'm gonna do with the money, and then again it's that thing of trust. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm somebody who had a, you know, a portfolio, you know, of work. I had a, a, you know, a degree of presence online. So you could just research me if you really wanted to. But still, I think maybe seeing another black guy trying to do exactly what it is, CJ. And it's madness. Because the majority of people know how, how, and this is what really gets me now. Like now we're three years in. Two and a half years. In. It's two and a half. I think it's two and a half. Almost three. Almost three. Almost three. Yeah. Almost three years in, bro. You look at the demographic of the people dump donating monthly. I know. It's it's, it's, <laughs> mm. Mm. it's not us. <laughs> it's not us. So we can't we can't keep sitting around saying ah oh, they ain't helping because there are genuinely people who are like probably just out of being sick and tired of like hearing that nothing's going on and yes. probably want to be able to say look okay I hear what you're saying but I'm donating to this or you know have you checked out this like I think people are tired of the trauma speech now and there is yeah. a time for it don't get me wrong there is a time for it but I think we focus our energy so much on that that when it comes to solution driven work we're tired <laughs> you, you hit the nail on the head there. The tired of, of the tired of the complaining. They're complaining so much that they're tired, and it's like, well, I don't even have the gumption. I don't have the the, the drive to even work on this solution. That's, yo, CJ, that's too much work, man. Let me just get my head down. Let me just stay in this nine to five, even though I've got that passion. 
which took you from where you was and said no no i want to write i want to do something yeah that's 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 difficult there's trials and tribulations which is the unknown and as taking it out of our community the unknown is scary as human beings as mankind the unknown is scary we like routine yeah definitely and i and and i've always said to a lot of the people that ask me about it they say um you know, ah, oh, this is you know, this is gonna change so many lives, X, Y, and Z, you know, this is this is amazing, this is brilliant. The people that get it, you know, some people just don't understand it. Um, but the people that get it, they'll be like, Yeah, amazing, you know, continue the work. But people have got to understand I'm not trying to save black people. I- I'm just here to do a bit of positive, put a bit of positive affirmation out there and uplift, you know. I'm not trying to undo centuries of <laughs> like, let's talk the real man. I can't. I, one man cannot undo centuries of trauma, marginalization, yeah. you know, discrimination. All you can do is your little bit, and hopefully that inspires others to do their bit. Yes. No, but what happens is people see something like BVP and they say, "Oh, that's that's the thing now. That's what we've got to." that's what particularly the the corporate organizations they'll think oh you know have you heard about bpp yeah 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 bp and it's like no you've still got to do your bit yes you've still got a responsibility to to ensure that your place of work is inclusive and that you are you know not discriminating against people and and moreover as a community we have to understand that you know we have the power to change things as well and there's work that is solution-driven and there's work that is obviously more conversational at a political um, level, but we don't have that many people in that space to really be having those conversations. You know, yeah. pe- people aren't writing... I feel, I feel like enough of us aren't writing books as well. That's another thing. Um, well, real books talking about... <clears throat> I mean, they, they do have their place because there are a lot. There was a plethora of books coming out from people who have unfortunately spent numerous amount of years in the penitentiary in the prison yeah. system and they're talking that which has its place but as you say for on a wider aspect on, on a, uh, a theologian sort of sort of um, yeah. mindset a historical aspect on a yeah a, a fantasy a sci-fi we do need more people to have yeah. that creative tone definitely definitely and and you know I always feel like I'm I'm writing some stuff at the moment um, but again it's I, I find actually that a lot of people tend to want to write that from that kind of autobiographical lens you know oh I grew up like this and you know I was able to achieve this but that doesn't that doesn't really speak to the wider issues in in a in, in every aspect because it depends as well on your profile like as to whether that's really going to hit home with with the people that need to read it <laughs> like you know you can write an autobiographical book as like a self you know um, like an achievement for yourself yes like something you've done and, and that's great but, in, but then in terms of like those really hard hitting you know, non-fiction books that are going to really be in front of the, the people in power that are going to actually um, support why 
something like BBP needs to exist is, is uh, something we're still waiting for and maybe that's maybe that's my next calling you know maybe I need to, to go down that route but I think um, even just exploring like the partner you know what happened to that why did that disseminate um, the trust thing it all comes down to yeah. that trust thing yeah so ultimately BPP is kind of trying to I guess rebuild the partner in some sense you know mm. uh, the partner and I'm sure some families do it amongst themselves um, but like we keep saying we keep, we keep saying black community a lot but I think, well, I think and, and because it's the growing year of 2023, I think we need to, in essence, formalize that partner structure into our own credit unions. Yes. Yeah. Have yeah. contracts. This is no, oh, you missed it. No, 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 no. This is, this is the book. This is the place of business. This is where you come and drop your money. Yeah. You know, you can, that's what we need to do. We need to have a professional outlook on the majority of the things that we took for granted and saw as a little sideline deal or a little something and utilize it in, in, in its full capacity now. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It, no.